Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Thank the Lord tonight. Appreciate the Holy Spirit, the work among us. Listen to our young folks have got a, a battle on their hands. Um, everybody does, but for sure they do. Um, if if they go to a, a public school, for sure they're going to walk into a, a hateful place. Place, as far as I'm concerned, is filled with darkness. There's light there, but in most circumstances, they they're the light. They're the only light that some of those folks ever see, and uh, we need to lift them up and pray for them. Everything that's been said tonight goes right along with what the Lord's laid on my heart. Um, I questioned him before I came tonight, and uh, I said, Lord, are you sure that this is what you would have me to bring? And and, it seemed like everything that's been said and done goes right along with it. So now I see his purpose where I didn't see it before. Uh, Turn with us to the book of 2 Kings. Second Kings, we're going to read uh, from chapter number 2, Second Kings chapter number 2, and uh, we'll begin at verse number 1 tonight. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee, hear for the Lord had sent me to Jordan, and he said, As the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they, they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. It came to pass when they were going over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. It came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. 
And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. He saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. He took that mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? When he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. That's all we want to read. Father, thank you for your word. We pray you'd open it to our hearts today. I thank you, Father, for the special unction that you've given to the young ones among us tonight. And I pray that your word would find its mark in their hearts, not just theirs, but ours as well. That we'd receive your word, Father, and let it change. Let it strengthen us, make us what we need to be. We're desperate for you, and we pray for your help. As we ask it, we believe it, praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The hard things of life produce good things of God. The hard things of life produce the good things of God. We find the scripture tonight is uh, of Elisha and Elijah, and I'm going to preach on that. That's where my heart is. But I want to anchor the message tonight from the book of Romans, chapter number 5. The Apostle Paul would write in verses 3, 4, and 5 these words. And not only so, but we glory also in tribulations, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. I want you to think of that tonight as we look at the story of Elijah and when he was taken away. And I want you to apply what we read from Romans chapter number 5. And tribulation worketh patience. And patience experience and experience hope. For many here tonight, they know just exactly what I'm talking about. They've lived long enough to have experienced enough things to know that it was tribulation that worked the process. Sometimes we discredit the troubles in our lives and we uh, account them to being something that the devil has done. Listen, just because something is hard doesn't mean it's from the devil. Amen, I've got a Lord today who, as far as I can figure, he intends on pushing me until I get there. He's got a better purpose for me than I have for myself. He understands me and he knows that I'd sit down if it wasn't for him. He has a will for me and he wants me to be closer to him. But I've learned, amen, that the hard things of life take me to God, not away from him. Oh, what a shame when somebody uh, experiences a hard thing in life and they turn away from the very thing that can help them. 
The very one that can give them peace. The very one that can take the trouble and the disconsolate things of their life and form it into something that is strength and power in them and reveal himself as Lord of all in their life. Oh, I pray tonight that our young people will know this. That they'll learn this. Listen, I can't give it to you all at once. I can't, I can't establish the hope that's in your heart. But I can tell you that if you'll follow God today, he'll bring the things into your life that will produce the patience of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The experience of God and the hope that sets man free. I believe that's the will of God in every life tonight. I believe it's his will for you and it's his will for me. But, oh, may we embrace the hard things. Oh, it's so hard, isn't it, sometimes when it, doesn't, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out when all you can do is weep, when everything around you seems like it's dark, when it doesn't seem like there's an answer in the horizon and you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, you don't know which way to go, may I say to you, let the hard things be where God is God in your life. Amen. He won't fail you. He won't fail you. I'm going to give you a truth today that is unfailing. I want you to grab a hold of it tonight, everybody that's here. I want you to grab a hold of this truth. We glory also in our tribulations. The hard things aren't to be resisted in life. No, the flesh don't desire it. I get that part. It's not comfortable, amen, when you're going through the fire. But bless God, if you don't get into the fire, you'll never know he is in there. Amen. You'll never experience the goodness of God and the deliverance of God if you've never been in the lion's den. If you've never been in the fire, you'll find that in the hard things of our life, that's where God is greatest to us. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Tribulation worketh something. There is something that comes from the tribulations of our lives. Oh, I'm glad tonight that every hard thing that I've been through, the Lord recycled for my good. He was able to turn it into something that was helpful to me. The tears that you cry tonight, the hard things that you endure, the trouble that it seems to bring to you. May I say that if you'll continue to take it to the Lord, he'll produce something through that in your life. Look with me now as we look at the life of Elisha. I want you to see the very truth, the very words that I read to you from Romans chapter number five. I want you to see them played out right before our eyes in chapter two of Second Kings. I love this story. I love to read about Elijah and Elisha. Certainly of the prophets of God, they were some of the greatest and most unknown, but certainly most powerful. And here we find that Elisha was following along with Elijah now. I don't know if you remember how these two met, but it was in a miraculous state that Elisha got to know his his uh, prophet father, his earthly mentor, Elijah. The Bible said Elijah had been upon the mountain with God. And Elijah had got a word from God because he uh, wasn't supposed to be on that mountain, but God had spoke to him in that still small voice, if you'll recall, in that cave. And God said, Elijah, what are you doing up here? And he said, well, I'm the only one left, and they won't, meet it, won't want to kill me as well. And the Bible said, ultimately, God told Elijah, he said, get off this mountain. He said, you head back down into the desert of Damascus. And he said, when you get to old Hazael, he said, you anoint him king over Syria. 
And you move right on down and you find Jehu and you make him king of Israel. And he said, then I want you to move on down and find Elisha, the son of Shaphat. And he said, when you find him, he said, you anoint him. And he said, he will take your place. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe Elijah was in a place where he was ready uh, to move on. He was ready uh, to meet his maker. He was ready to see the Lord. And I believe that God I was gracious in what he was doing for Elijah that day he said get off this mountain he said I've got everything under control there's 7,000 that have never bowed a knee to Baal and he said Elisha is going to take your place now I don't know if that comforts you but it comforted Elijah amen it comforted him you know what Elijah knew going down that mountain his days were numbered Elijah knew that his days were numbered. Elijah knew that God was about finished with him and that God was calling somebody to take his place. The scripture said of the very next thing, Elisha came down and the scripture said he saw Elisha there in the field. The Bible said that he was plowing in a field with 12 yoke of oxen and the 12th one he was strapped to. He was helping them pull the plow. I don't know about you, but if God's looking for somebody today, I pray he'll find some here that are pulling the plow for him. He'll find somebody in the, this place that is willing to yoke up, amen, with the things of this world. It may be hard, but I want you to know that God can help you with it. Amen. God can take those struggles in your life and he can turn them into the gold and the silver and the precious stones that'll bring in the crown that he's able to give to you. It comes through the hard stuff of life. Oh, I'm glad today that God God works his best in those hard things in our lives. You won't find most of the scriptures start off with something that was impossible. And then we see God do a miracle. We see God do things that only God can do. And in all of those stories, it worked this same formula. The same thing the apostle Paul would give them Amen was something that we could see worked out through their lives and in through ours as well. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed. And in all of this, friend, this is meant to be what takes place in your life. Don't reject the hard things of life. Don't grow bitter against God. That's the worst thing you can do. Amen. When it seems like everything in this world is against you, let me ask you just to back up, to fall down on your knees and cry out unto God and say, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe in you and I'm going to wait on you. Here's what I can tell you 100% of the time that your God will never fail you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll deliver you in every trouble of life. Brother, God is always faithful. The Bible said, oh, Elijah, seen him out there plowing. (laughs) Amen. He was yoked up with that 12th ox. And the Bible said they were all pulling that plow. And the scripture said, oh, Elijah, he's right up next to him. He took that holy mantle and he laid her across. Oh, Elisha, I'll tell you right now, that mantle had power. Amen. That mantle represented the Holy Ghost of God. That mantle represented the power that's able to deliver us out of every circumstance in this world. And Elijah laid that old mantle on Elisha. And brother, he changed him that day. Changed him. The Bible said to Elisha, he got loose of that ox. 
He ran up there and he told Elijah, he said, I'll tell you if you'll hold on for me. Let me run back and say bye to my people. And Elijah Elijah told him, he said, hey, what have I done? You do whatever you need to do. He went back there, killed one of them ox, took the instruments they were plowing with, broke them up, built the fire, boiled the flesh, had a party, told everybody what was going on. And the Bible said he left and he uh, served Elijah. He began to minister unto Elijah. I want you to know that Elisha knew his master and he loved Elijah with all of his heart. He followed him everywhere that he went. He was troubled that he was gonna have to leave him. But brother, trouble ain't your enemy today. That's not the problem. Tribulation, you see, we know worketh some precious things. I got to thinking about the fruits of the Spirit the other day, and there's some of them that we like better than others. When it comes to the fruits of the Holy Spirit, there's some of them that we like and others we don't really focus on. And love, joy, and peace, amen, we'll, we'll take them basketfuls all day long. But I believe he also mentioned that a fruit of the Holy Spirit was patience and long-suffering. <laughs> Amen. That's the kind of things God's having to work on in me. That's what he's trying to produce in you and I. That's the stuff that don't come natural. Yeah, we'll rake him the love and the joy and the peace all day long. But brother, he's got to teach you the hard things. He's got to teach you the patience and the long-suffering. Oh, but when we learn them, I'll tell you, it produces, I'm getting ahead of myself. When we learn those precious things, oh, what a good, listen to what he said. The Bible said that Elisha and Elijah, they were were in Gilgal, and God had already revealed to many that Elijah's days were over, that his days were numbered, and I believe Elisha's heart was broke. I believe he dreaded it. Amen. If any of you ever had a loved one that was near death's door, amen, regardless if they had suffered, regardless if they had been sick, amen, you still weren't fully prepared for them to leave. You still didn't want them to go. You still wanted them to stay. Listen to me, though, Elisha wasn't any different. He'd seen the man of God call fire down out of heaven many times. He watched him just a few days before as Ahaziah the king had sent 50 men to him and a captain and as Elijah sit up on the hill, don't tell me Elisha wasn't right by his side. He was everywhere Elijah went. That's where Elisha was. I want you to know today, if you've got trouble, stay with God today. Stick it out with him. Don't leave him. Trust him today and he'll help you. He'll help you. Oh, I believe Elisha was sitting there that evening when them first 50 men showed up. And the captain of the men, he hollered up there and said, hey, if you're the man of God, the king said, come down. No, Elijah hollered down. He said, if I'm the man of God, let fire come out of heaven and consume you. And it did. Consumed every one of them. The Bible said they told the king and he sent 50 more. Huh? You say, why are you telling me this? Because Elisha was learning some stuff. 
You say, where was he learning? He was tucked in behind the man of God. Amen. For all it was worth, he was learning. He was trying to grab everything he could. He was trying to, amen, glean everything he could. I believe he was watching. The Bible said that second group of 50 showed up. Said, hey, if you're the man of God, the king said to come down. Elijah said, if I'm the man of God, let fire come down. And the Bible said it come down and consumed them as well. A third group of 50 showed up. But now this last captain, he'd learned from them other two. Hey, man, he said, hey, he said, don't send the fire. Don't send the fire. He said, I'm just the messenger. I want you to know that the king wants to talk to you. Uh, let me tell you something. Elijah was learning from Elijah. But here we find him at Gilgal, chapter number two. Amen. Well, if I could impart something to our young people today as you go back into the schools and for the workers of the schools as you go back in there, may I share with you today that it's not the hard stuff you should be afraid of. Amen. There'll be hard things in this life, but I want you to know that it's in the hard things. It's in those things that require you to dig the deepest where you find the greatest treasures of God, where you find the most valuable possessions that you'll ever know, where you'll find those Well, glory, you'll find them things that'll sustain you. Amen. So when you get old and gray-headed like some of the others in this building, amen, you'll, you'll be able to have the hope and the peace that they've got because you've experienced now some of the same things that they have. Brother, tribulation is our friend. Boy, we don't like stuff like this, but I'll tell you it's the truth. The apostle would say it clearly. He said, now we also glory in tribulation because tribulation has a work. You see, tribulation doesn't come into the life of the child of God happenstance or by coincidence. No, every time that hard things come into the life of a child of God, I believe there is a work being done. I believe it is an opportunity for the Holy Ghost in me, amen, to do things that I didn't believe could be done, to show me things that I didn't know could be done. Amen, he is constantly trying to raise me up and to build my faith and to teach me. Brother, I want to be teached today. I want to be learned of God. I want to know what he wants me to know. But my teacher, my school teacher often are the troubles of this world, the hard things that I don't know what to do with. Now, I realize that ain't a popular gospel today and that most people would rather preach a prosperity type message and tell you how good you are and how rich you can be just by following God. But I ain't found that to be biblical. Amen. But I believe today, if you're talking about a richness that comes down in the soul, amen, that I believe God's got a plan. God's got a plan. Amen. I heard Brother Kenny talking about that that lady, amen, that's going through the troubles. Amen. I ain't God and I can't see the end of these things. But I can tell you I serve a big God. Amen. I can pray big prayers because he's a big God. The Bible said there in 2 Kings chapter number 2, how the Bible said there they were in Kilcow. And the scripture said, oh, Elijah, he told his protege, he told Elijah, he said, hey, he said, the Lord sent me down to, uh, to Bethel. He said, I need you 
to just stay here, would you? Amen. I believe his whole life you're trying to protect his 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 his, uh, his his protege. He was trying to protect Elisha, and the Bible said he said, "Why don't you just stay here while I go down to Bethel where God has sent me?" And the Bible said, "Oh, Elisha said to him, Elisha said, he said, I'll not stay here. He said, wherever you go, he said, that's where I'm going. I want you to know today that tribulation worketh something in you and me. Brother, it ought to work something that is a steadfast and unmovable spirit that causes you and I to stick it out for God regardless. I believe tribulation can work that. Here, maybe the hardest thing that Elisha had ever gone through to this point was about to take place, and he knew it. The Bible said they went on down to Bethel, and the scripture said there that the Bible said Elijah told Elisha, he said, God has sent me to Jericho. He said, you stay here while I go on down there. And oh, Elisha looked at him, and he said, uh-uh. He said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, he said, I will not leave you. <laughs> I want you to know that tribulation worketh patience. Amen. And we need a little patience. Amen. If there is a lesson that the people of God need to learn in this culture, in this society of instant gratification, we need to know that God ain't a genie in a bottle. Amen. He ain't my magic wand. Brother, he is the all-seeing, all-knowing God. And he performs to the perfectness of his own abilities. Amen. The glorious miracles that we see today. I believe that the people of God, if they'll let him, tribulation will work patience in your own soul. They got down there into Jericho and directly Elijah told Elisha, he said, hey, he said, God has sent me. God has sent me to Jordan. He said, you stay here while I go down there. And Elisha told him again, he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, he said, I will not leave you. I'm not going to leave you. Let me give you some advice, young men and women. Don't leave God. Amen. Don't leave the Lord. I don't care what happens. Amen. The scoffers may be there. Amen. Everybody was trying to poke and to prod Elisha. Every town that he went in, the sons of the prophets said, hey, don't you know that the Lord's going to take your master away from you today? Amen. Gouging in every way that they can. Trying to inflict even more harm. But may I say to you today, the one thing I've learned, amen, when it gets hard, hold on to God. Don't turn loose. Trust in him. He can help you. Oh, Elijah said, as, he said, I know it. Every place he went, the sons of the prophets said, hey, don't you know that the Lord's going to take him away from you today? He said, yeah, I know it. Hush up. He said, I know all that and I don't need you telling me. Won't you just hush going back where you came from? Elijah said, won't you stay here, son? He said, no. No, he said, as the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth. He said, I will not leave you. <laughs> Let me say something. I remember. Thank God I still remember. I can see tears right here. I remember when those were mine. <laughs> hey, man, when I, was a, when I was a teenager, I wore that thing out. Hey, man, about every Sunday I was on the altar praying. 
About every Sunday, I was trying to work it out with God. The Bible said to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. I reckon I was getting her done. But I found him to always be faithful, amen. In the trouble of my life, amen, he'll take me through it. And brother, what's on the other side is patience. You see, what we see being, what we see coming to pass here is the patience of Elisha being put to the test. We see the patience of Elisha, amen, as we see it coming together. We see him every time say and make his stand for God. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they do. As the Lord liveth and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Let me tell you something. As you go into the hard places of this world, just know this. It's the hard things that will produce the glorious treasures of the Holy Spirit in you. Love, joy, and peace, those things come from just being in the relationship of Christ. But patience and long-suffering, amen, those are things that he helps you get. Those are the things that we have to dig deep for. Those are the things that require struggle and often endure pain of sorts, whether it be emotional or physical. Friend, there is suffering involved as we get nearer to Christ. And oh, I'm glad to report to you today that every tribulation in my life has worked patience. But you're going to have to get to the place where you're willing to take a stand. The Apostle Paul would say it like this in 1 Corinthians 15. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know is that your labor is not in vain. Let me say something to you today. Stick it out with God. It's worth it in the end. Hang on. The deliverance that you're looking for, amen, is just around the corner. The hard things of this world, amen, that God allows into your life. Listen. And there ain't anything comes my way that God ain't already filtered. People lay down on God often and they say, well, he put on me more than I could bear. Listen, if something in your life, if there is a temptation or a struggle or a trial, and the purpose of that struggle or trial is to get you to fall, that wasn't of God. You can write that down. I can absolutely 100% guarantee in your life that if it is a temptation that is meant to bring you down, that didn't come from him. Because it's not God's will that you fall. It's God's will that you be built up that you be strengthened in him. No, the things that come in our life that are hard, that are of God, have a greater purpose. They have a heavenly purpose. They have a working that they are and will do. The tribulation, yeah, it comes. But brother, it brings patience with it. Elisha endured three different journeys with Elijah. And in all three of them, he never wavered. He said, I will not leave you. I'm not changing my mind. I don't care how many times you're going to ask me to stay behind. I'm not going to do it. Tribulation worketh patience. But the Bible said that patience works something else. Patience has its own working and effectual. As I look through the the audience tonight may say that, that you're in different parts. Each one of you are in different parts. Some of you are in the patience stage. Some of you are in that, that, that stage where, 
where experience begins to bloom and to blossom for you. Some of you have gone past that and you're in that hope stage where you've already learned, amen, that the trouble equals hope in the end. Amen, you can go ahead and say my trouble equals hope because all of those things are produced in me by the working of the Holy Spirit. Don't give up. Ever don't give up. Make your choice now. Make your decision now. I I prayed for the sister that was on the altar last up here. I said, Lord, help her make her choices today. Make your choices about temptation and how you're going to respond to sin. Let's go ahead and decide now what I'm going to say. Let's go ahead and make up our mind who we're going to live for, who we're going to serve. Tribulation worketh patience when you stick it out. You're going to have to hold on and persevere. You're going to have to trust God in the days where you don't know what's going to happen. And they're beating upon you saying, don't you know that this hard thing's going to happen to you? You need to confess, amen, that you are not in control, but he is. Tribulation worketh patience. But patience has a work too, and that's experience. Notice what it says. Let me read it to you as we read about what what Elisha was to behold, the Bible said that he and Elisha, having, having left Jericho and on their way to Jordan, and this would be the last place, and fitting that as they crossed Jordan, that was where Elijah would leave him. But the Bible said they got down to the river there, and old Elisha took his mantle, Elijah took the mantle off, and the Bible said that he wrapped that thing together, and he smoked the water. Now, who's watching him? Elisha is. You know who learning how to use that mantle? Elisha is. You know what got him there? Sticking with God. Hanging on until he had the opportunity to experience the goodness of God and the great. Let me tell you something. I've seen things and you have too. I've seen things that that are only accounted to God today. I've seen him do miracles. I've seen him do things a doctor said he couldn't do. I've watched him reform and restore and create new in the hearts of unbelieving dark sinners. I've watched him do the greatest of miracles. I want you to know today that I have got a little experience in this deal. You better just stick with God today. Because the tribulation in my life has worked patience, and that patience has produced some experiences. Now, Elisha was getting another experience. He had experienced that old mantle before. When that thing came laying across his shoulders when he was strapped to that ox, it changed him. Amen. When he got loose from there, he he laid in behind Elijah, and he never left his side. He stuck with him. Amen. And when they get to Jordan... Elijah takes that old mantle and he wraps that thing together. And when he hits the water with it, buddy, the, the waters go to the left and go to the right. That old muddy bottom dries up, amen, just like sand. And old Elijah steps right off into the, the creek bank of Jordan, heading right down to the bottom of her. You know who's behind him? Oh, Elisha's behind him. You know what I'm thinking? He's thinking, thank God I didn't leave him in Bethel. Thank God I didn't leave him in Jericho. Bless God I get to see this miracle because I had patience and I stuck it out with God. I laid in there and God is giving 
give me an experience. Because you won't get to the experience if you give up before it happens. You won't experience the miracle if you give up on God before it happens. Listen, you go into the schools and it's going to be a dark place. I don't have any doubt. The influences are evil all around us in this world. But especially so there. There's an agenda for your soul and for your mind and the devil intends in every way to tear it down and to bring it down. But I want you to know today, if you'll hang on to God, if you'll stick with him, amen, there are some things through this process that you will experience. We ain't got time tonight to take testimonies on experiences. But just count it as this. There's a bunch of gray-haired people that you see in this room that have seen things. We have been a part of things. And you know how we got there? By sticking to it. You don't give up when it gets hard. You don't let down. You don't let up. You hold on to God and you say, I don't care what happens in this world. As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave you. And if you'll hold on to God and let patience begin to have its work, there is a time when patience will produce experience. You see, if Elisha had given up, he would have found himself wondering what happened. He wouldn't have seen it. He wouldn't have seen the power of God, and he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been able to know the experience of that old mantle that Elijah bore. The Bible said that they walked across Jordan on dry ground. They came out the other side, and more waters went back to where they were. And the Bible said they went along talking. <laughs> they just went along talking. Ain't that good? Ain't it good? I just love it that I can just talk to him. Right in the middle of my hard things, I can just talk to him. Elisha had experienced a great deal at that point. He'd saw the power of God because he'd been patient to stick with God. He hadn't left him. He didn't leave the man of God. The Bible said as they walked along, as they walked along, the Bible said from heaven came down chariots of fire and horses. I mean, we only know of one other man that left without dying, and that was old Enoch, who was walking with God and just wasn't, right? He was there, and then he was gone. Never died. But Elijah's the other one. Didn't die. No. God sent, God sent a special taxi right from the gates of heaven. And as that thing came down, it separated Elisha from Elijah. It caught up old Elijah, and up he went. Now, that was an experience that Elisha would have missed had he not persevered and been patient waited on God. That was an experience. But as they walked along and talked, the Bible said Elijah told him, he said, what is it I can do for you? What do you want? What do you want from me? And Elisha said to him, he said, I want a double portion of what you got. Want a little dab of this? No, he said, boss, whatever you got. He said, I want twice that much. 
Well, Elijah looked at him in love. I believe he said, you've asked a hard thing. You've asked a hard thing. He said, but nevertheless, he said, if you're with me, you get that now. He said, if you're with me, when I leave, he said, it shall be done. Tribulation work with patience. Patience, experience, and then experience has its own work. Experience produces something else. And the Bible said that that old chariot of fire caught old Elijah up and in a whirlwind and to heaven he went, plumb out of sight till he was gone. And Elisha standing there, my father, my father. And directly he saw that old thing floating down. Tribulation had worked patience and patience experience. And you know what his experience told him, Lisa? When he saw that mantle hit the ground, his experience told him, that's what I asked for. And the Bible said, oh, Elisha, step <laughs> He grabbed that old man off like You know what he did say? He didn't even wait. Uh-uh. He didn't even, he turned around and he headed straight down. He aimed to find out if what he had asked for had happened. He marched right back down to Jordan. He took that old mantle and he hit the water. And the Bible said she blowed up again. And he said, where is the God of Elijah? Experience produced hope. You see, the things that he had gone through up to that point had taught him enough to know that when the mantle was laid at his feet, he knew what to do with it. And that was the hope that the experience had produced in him. Where are you at today? Sad to say, but some never get to the hope part. They give up at the patience point. They don't stick with God. They won't hold on. They won't, they won't be steadfast and unmovable. So they never get the experience. And ultimately, they miss the hope. You see, what Elijah saw falling from heaven, that old mantle that Elijah dropped as he left, that was the hope of Elisha. And it was the experience that had produced in him the hope. You see, son, the hope was in. He saw that and he hoped. He believed. And as he grabbed it, he was hoping. And as he went to Jordan's river, he was hoping. And as he slung that thing down on it, he was still hoping and said, where is the God of Elijah? And the God of Elijah was there. Tribulation had worked patience, and the patience had worked experience, and the experience had worked hope. And according to the Apostle Paul, this is the kind of hope that maketh not ashamed. Now, what that means is it is not the kind of hope that will ever disappoint you. 
Think about that. I've got hopes in this world and I am often disappointed because those hopes do not come true. No, the Apostle Paul said, wrong kind of hope. He said, this hope maketh not ashamed. It cannot disappoint you because it will not fail. Because it is of the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Different hope than this world has. Come get a song. Our young people face an immense uphill struggle. Not just the young people. Listen, every one of you that work a public job or go out, you're going to face trouble. There's no question about it. There's hard things out there and darkness prevails in this world today. But do not lose sight of the gospel. Because when God allows a hard thing into your life, if you'll stick with it, if you'll be patient and keep trusting him, right? Remember what Elisha said. He said, as thy soul liveth, he said, as the Lord liveth, I will not leave you. Have you made up your mind? Have you made up your mind? You going to stick with it? Right now it's time to decide. Because hard stuff's coming. And it'll test you. It'll find out whether or not your patience is in order. It'll test you. Today's when we make up our mind. And as the Lord lives and my soul lives, he said, I'm I'm not going to leave you. I'm not leaving you. Let me ask you where your commitment to Christ is tonight. You're going to walk into that school on Monday morning and be a light for Christ? Or is there something right now that's kind of trying to put your flame out? These hard things, they won't take you down if they're of God. No. Hard things take you up if they're of God. Hard things are what strengthens you and helps you. They create patience in our heart and then experience, and then that experience produces hope. And that hope, brother, will never disappoint. Never disappoint you. I want a double portion of what Elijah had. It's what Elisha wanted. And he stuck with it. And you know what he saw? He saw God be faithful. Even Elijah said, boy, you've asked a hard thing of me. But he said, God can do it. God can do it. And that old mantle that he took up, it served him just like it did Elijah. And even more. What about you today? Have you made up your mind who you're going to stand with? You need to know. Right? You need to be ready. The trouble comes. Let it do its work. Stand as we sing. If you need the Lord tonight, if there's somebody else that needs to pray, well, we'd love to pray with you. Don't go unprepared into your work or your school or whatever you got to do tomorrow. Let's get ready.